Hey everyone, welcome back to What the Buff with me, Noah Cliff, and my co-host Tessa Pizanic. For our seventh episode, Tessa and I had a Zoom call with Greg Pokriki, who is the content creator and digital marketing associate for Invest Buffalo Niagara, which is a great nonprofit here in the region. Greg talks to us about how he got to Invest Buffalo Niagara, what he does with them, what they do, and kind of how people in Buffalo are showing that they're there for each other through these interesting and challenging times. So we did, like I mentioned, have a Zoom call. So the audio is a little bit spotty, so please bear with us, but we really wanted to find a way to keep our podcast going. Really happy that you guys are listening. And before we get started, I just wanted to say that mine and Tessa and Greg's thoughts are with everybody who is struggling with COVID-19 and who has been impacted. We hope that everybody is safe and healthy, but we understand that that might not be the case for everybody. So we hope that our podcast can kind of bring you a little bit of hope and show how strong Buffalo is through these interesting times. But let's get this thing started. Hey, Greg. Uh, thank you for joining us here on What the Buff. It's been a long time coming, but given the circumstances, I'm glad we could have you on the Zoom call. So we just want to get started by just asking you, how's, how are you doing? How are you adjusting to working throughout all this? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I know we've been talking about trying to schedule this for a while. Um, it's it's definitely strange working remote. I'm on week six of working from home. So I think I'm starting to adjust getting into the routine, but you know, everybody's doing it. So, um, you know, it feels a bit more normal that we're all in it together. And as you know, I host a podcast with my own. So we've turned those remote through some zoom calls, but you know, we're adjusting where we can. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate your guidance when I asked you uh, how you are recording your podcast because we were trying to figure out a way to keep this going and just weren't really sure what to do. But uh, I appreciate that. So uh, building off of that, you said you have the podcast um, and you work with Invest Buffalo Niagara. Um, How did you get started with that? Yeah. So for those that don't know, Invest Buffalo Niagara is the region's nonprofit economic development organization. Uh, we're like 90 something percent privately funded and focused on job creation in the region, uh, attracting new and expanding businesses to locate in the eight counties of Western New York. Uh, how I got into it, I went to school at St. John Fisher College up in Rochester, uh, majored in, in comms and minored in English and uh, just always had a passion for writing through that and knew that I wanted to tell stories one way or another um, and eventually got connected to the team at Invest and uh, the folks that are now my bosses and Mm -hmm. the rest is history. Yeah. So you're the content creator and digital marketing associate at Invest Buffalo? Yeah, so I create... um, I create most of our, all of our written content, basically our blog, email, social media, um, some print brochures. I do some of our PR, um, talking points, speeches for our our president. And then, um, as we mentioned, I host our podcast, 
bell ringer where I interview a different guest in the Buffalo business community and kind of talk about their area of expertise. So it's always something different every day. How did that name come to come to fruition? The bell ringer, definitely very clever. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we have a we have a bell in our office in the hallway, and whenever uh, we helped a new company come to Buffalo, uh, whether they signed a lease or you know a shovel and is in the ground for construction, we'll uh, ring the bell and celebrate a little bit. Um, for for what we've done for the economy and on friday whoever the bd manager for that project brings in donuts or some kind of dessert so the bell is where the name came from and i felt like for a podcast and audio format the i guess the onomatopoeia of it worked pretty well yeah that's awesome that's uh it's funny tessa and i both work at the griff center uh for academic engagement at canisius and they have a bell in there for like if anybody has good news, and I know um, that Roswell Park does that, I think too. Um, when somebody is done with their treatment or if they're in remission, I think they they uh, ring the bell. So that's that's cool that you kind of put that to use. Yeah, I, th- I think the company, our organization, got it. There's a manufacturer out in Wyoming County that rings a big bell when they get a sale over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. We were profiling them for a story, and somebody from our group said, "Hey, we should do that." in our office and went from there. Cool, cool. What kind of guests um, have you had on your podcast? We have a bunch of different ones. We're on, yesterday I posted episode 63. So we're into year three, we do it every other week. Um, But we've had Mayor Byron Brown, um, County Executive Poland Cars, Executive Director of the Albright Knox Art Gallery, Yane Seren. Just yesterday's episode was Dr. Nancy Nielsen from UB, who also used to serve as the president of the American Medical Association. Um, I think when you stack all 63, I think it is episodes next to each other, you really understand the, the clout of expertise and knowledge that we have here in Buffalo. and. Um, you know, together it shows, it paints a really good picture of why folks should want to be here and do business here. Yeah, I think you definitely capitalize on a great opportunity to share that sort of information and share those people's experiences with people because a lot of people won't take the time, you know, to read a blog or to seek out some of that stuff on their own. But I noticed yesterday, um, or when I listened to the, um, to the podcast that you did, your last one, with was it Dr. Nielsen was her name? Yep. Just uh, being able to provide people with that information in that digestible way from somebody who is a proven, you know, expert in their field. It's not it's not a politician that was put out in front of you. It's not, you know, somebody who is on TV in the middle. It's you got it straight from her. Um, so I thought that was really powerful and definitely learned a lot from that. Yeah, I think of the 63 episodes I've interviewed, like I listed a lot of incredible people and appreciate everyone's time, learned so much from all of them. But honestly, yesterday's might be the one I'm most proud of just because of the times we're in. She has a career in infectious disease. We talked about COVID-19 and the ways in which institutions in Buffalo are collaborating to to try and beat it. Um, you know, it, it feels good to 
share a story like that and hopefully inform our audience, teach everybody a little bit of something. And I know me as the host, I learn a lot each episode. Right. Absolutely. That, that's important too. I got to look at your blog on the Invest Buffalo Niagara's website and I saw that you created a blog post called Buffalo Niagara Kindness in Crisis in regards to COVID-19 and you hear all this depressing news, but you wanted to highlight positives that are going on in our community. And I thought that was a great idea. Can you like tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah, we, when this all first broke, I think everybody was kind of trying to figure out what we could do. Um, and obviously there's a lot as an organization that we can do to help the economy re recover from the turbulence of the last few weeks. But in that first week, there was so much anxiety um, collective across the country and really across the world. And, you know, Buffalo is known as the city of good neighbors. And, you know, we think that it's in times like these where we earn that reputation. So we decided to collate a lot of that good news into one blog, as you said, Buffalo Niagara's kindness in crisis, um, and really kind of just show what we're all about, give everybody maybe a reason to smile or a reason to have a little hope in, in somewhat difficult times. You, I've noticed that you use that the the city of good neighbors and a lot of the content that you create, um, and I think that's something that's on the back of everybody's mind. But it's until it kind of comes to fruition and shows itself is when people really notice it. So, what does that mean to you as a Buffalonian through and through? Yeah, it's we every single day we're trying to like build the business case for Buffalo. Um, there are ways that we do that quantitatively. There's tons of different numbers we can give you. You know, we're low cost, we're low risk, um, low turnover in employees, tons of things. But then there's those hard to quantify things and the city of good neighbors and the people here are one of those things. And I think it's on us as an organization and us as marketers and storytellers to to showcase that to other people because it's one of the ways I think we're unique from a lot of other cities. Um, you know, it's as simple as holding the door open for each other and, you know, the smiles that you get on the street. People that have never been here before, when they come there, it's one of the first couple of things they said uh, about their experience. I actually did a survey of all of the Bill's Backers bars across the country to kind of find find out what they miss most about Buffalo. And it was just an open field text box. We didn't give them any, um, any inkling of a direction to head. And the two things that every single response, I think it was 70 something responses, every single one of them said, uh, we miss the people and we miss the food in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those are some of the stories that kind of tell and uh, you know, a way that we should brand ourselves and a thing we should be proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Is there something specifically that you've noticed in these last couple of weeks that kind of shows what that means? Yeah, there a lot of them are listed in that blog that mm -hmm. Tessa mentioned. Um, it's just people stepping up to the plate and and saying, "What can I do for for my neighbor?" Um, right. You know, however big or small that might be, we have incredible healthcare industry and all those folks are 
you know, the heroes of this crisis, but I think this has really redefined who we think of as heroes. Uh, it's the delivery drivers and the person that cashes you out at Wegmans and the person that's cleaning the floor at, you know, some of these factories. So it's really just evident in pretty much everything that we do. And there are specific examples in that blog, but, um, you know, I think even as you take a walk around your neighborhood, I'm sure you see some chalk drawing saying we'll get through this together or people have been doing the stuffed animals in the windows just little things like that caring for each other when i was listening to uh the second the first remote podcast you did i uh, i work at trader joe's so i was very happy when you said that the first hero you said was the grocery store workers <laughs> and i was like yes gotta represent although that's it's a weird thing to think about you know i've, I've kind of been struggling with that because um, people have said that coming through line, you know, like we appreciate you being so brave and coming to work and, you know, like putting yourself in the line. And it's like, thank you. But like, there are people out there that are doing so much more than, you know, checking people out and stocking shelves and stuff. But I appreciated that a lot, Greg. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it's, I mean, you as a Trader Joe's employee are, you know, one of those heroes. And again, it's, it's everybody doing their small, their part, no matter how small or big. My roommate is uh, in maintenance. He works in commercial cleaning. So he made sure I put cleaners in the list of heroes. There you go. Yeah, yeah, nice. I think it's great. I've noticed a lot with the rainbows and teddy bears out in the windows and just the recognition, recognition of the essential workers. And I think it's great that we have a platform like uh, technology with social media to recognize that. Because if we, I don't know, I feel like I've looked back and um, if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't feel connected and unified and recognized as much as we do with these platforms. Yeah, and that's, um, you know, that's another role that we've tried to play over these last few weeks is not just through that kindness blog, but through our social medias, trying create some moments for people to feel like they're a part of a, a bigger community. And even though we're physically distant right now, we don't have to be completely isolated. So exactly like you said, Tessa, we're, I know I'm grateful for the technology we have. And I'm sure I'll, I'll FaceTime with my parents tonight. Speaking of that technology, as we sit here on Zoom, um, how did the be in Buffalo Zoom backgrounds, how did that idea come to be? And it's definitely been something that's been popular. So what kind of went into that? Yeah, I just, it was really just through monitoring social media. I saw that um, a lot of, a lot of bigger accounts were creating Zoom backgrounds for download. Um, and me and the team, we all just kind of thought, why, why not create something for Buffalo, while we can't really experience some of these uniquely Buffalo places, um, let's bring them inside of people's houses. Um, so our great graphic designer, Casey Hall, whipped up a couple, um, put them in a, in a Dropbox and people can download them. And we've actually had a great response. And I've even heard from folks, a lot of Buffalo expats that don't live here and are in California and New York City have been using them to feel a bit closer to home during these times. Yeah, it's funny that 
that you say that because I think it would have been popular even before all of this, before we had to use Zoom, you know, board before when it was just a, a normal thing to use. I think people would have really embraced that. So I hope that it sticks around afterwards for sure. Yeah, we got the day we launched, we got a couple people shooting myself or Casey emails. Hey, can you do, you know, the, uh, the naval ships at Canal side, that would be a cool one to have. And we got a couple of requests that Casey gladly turned around and added. So it was a cool way again, um, you know, to engage with folks and as simple as it might sound, just yeah. add a little brightness to a zoom, um, to a zoom call The I don't think our listeners can see, but the wall that I'm on is red. So I can't use one because it always thinks it's the same color as my lips. So I can <laughs> stares on my face, but otherwise I would have one right now. I was going to say a missed opportunity for sure. I tried to do one on a previous call, but my, like my iOS or something wasn't the correct update. So I don't know. <laughs> I've been on a few conference calls where other people from other organizations are using ours and they're asking me why, <laughs> why am I not on thing, but. It's cool to see people getting a kick out of it. Absolutely. You have a favorite one that you like to use? Um, that's a great question. I like the Riverworks one. Um, reminds me of summer and hopeful that we can get outside once it's, once it comes. The Albert or the the Albert Knox one is cool as well, but there's there's one from the Frank Lloyd Wright Darwin Martin House inside in the uh, green room that's been quite popular i've seen other people use but i would probably say the riverworks one i'll have to check that's that out. interesting uh like we talked about like peak buffalo things happening you know like the city of good neighbors and stuff but you mentioned hoping that we can get outside in summer was more peak buffalo than the weather that we've had the last couple days it's so just Every time I wake up and I look outside and it's cloudy and snowing, I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, it's been every other hour, it's something different. Yeah, uh, yesterday it was like sunny and snowing. And sunny. Uh, yeah. But, you know, we take we take full advantage when we do have the, the good weather. You'll see everybody outside. And then, you know, the winter doesn't really scare us off either. We make them absolutely. Absolute. So Greg, you're, I know we talked about this previously, but you're from the area, right? Yeah, I grew up in Chittawaga by the airport, went to Maryville High School. What was your relationship sort of with the city growing up? I know I can't imagine that it was anything like it is now, just through all the experiences that you've had um, with your professional career, but what was it like growing up in Buffalo? Yeah, I would say as a, as a kid growing up, I mean, obviously living here, I think everybody feels a pretty immense feeling of, of pride being a Buffalonian, but my biggest connection was probably through being a sports fan, mostly a, a Bills fan. Um, and then when I went away to college, it was like every time I came home for a different holiday, something was different around the city, um, or there was some new project being announced. So there was a lot of momentum building. Um, and then by the time I graduated and came back, a lot has happened in the few years since then. But, um, you know, it's been incredible to see. And since I started at Invest, I'm super lucky to like tell the story of that resurgence and 
all these different projects popping up. Yeah, I mean, there's no better no better person to tell it than someone that's lived it their whole life, you know, and that can really kind of. Uh, sometimes I feel like a fraud because I I'm from Syracuse and I'm trying to do all these things to like promote Buffalo and build the pride, but it's like at the end of the day, I didn't grow up here, so it's not. It's, there's something missing for sure. <laughs> we, I I can't disagree more, Noah. You are a. <laughs> as much as anyone else and well thank uh, you man through the podcast that you and tessa have and you know i know a little bit about some of your other activities outside of kenesha so you're a good local champion and that's a lot of like what our new be in buffalo talent traction campaign is about is getting everybody proud of this region whether you grew up here or not because that groundswell of support spreads across the country and it helps us tell the story even better. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what's your, what do you love most about Buffalo? That is a tough question. Um, last week on social media, we posted, there was that kind of that trend where you put up nine different photos and made people pick three options. So we posted nine good things about Buffalo and it was like the, the food, the sports, the four seasons, the art, the architecture, parks, waterfront, and a couple others I'm missing. And uh, everybody had a tough time narrowing down to three from nine. So I don't know how I can narrow down to one. Um, my first instinct is to say sports, but that's such a limiting answer. <laughs> Uh, maybe I'll, I think I'll go the people, like we talked about, the city of good neighbors um, and that sense of pride and, and community that we all have. I do think it makes us really unique from other cities. Um, and it's also like ingrained in our work ethic as we try and attract companies here, um, our loyalty to each other. So I think I'll go people. I think the sports can be all encompassing. You know, because you've got the people, the people really show themselves with the sports, you know, Bills fans, Sabres fans having to deal with all this, these years of suffering, you know, and then coming finally cross our fingers coming through and, you know, having wings at games and having wings on Sundays and the food. And so I think, I think you can, you can get it all in with the sports, but <laughs> kind of an effect that we all coalesce around and now the, the Bills are pretty good and we're talking today on the NFL draft day. Yeah. Although I didn't have a first round pick today, but mm -hmm. I suppose it's appropriate. I, maybe I'll go sports. I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg, uh, as we wrap up here, what are some resources that you might have for people that are navigating this, um, whether that be companies or just individuals uh, in the area? Yeah, we have a, on the on buffaloniagara.org, our blog, we have a COVID-19 resource center where we link out to a lot of really information-rich sources. Um, there's things there for businesses, um, information on the Federal CARES Act that has passed through, and I'm continuing to update that blog every day. So I would encourage people to start there personally as as individuals, I think the best things that we can do are stay home, number one, but number two, how do we support businesses is to uh, 
shop local and be mindful of some of the decisions we're making. Yeah, absolutely. Good advice. Well, thank you, Greg, for being on our podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, hey, man. Thanks a lot. You're having me. This was a, this is great. I'm excited to listen to it. I listened to the, I think it was the Hotel Henry episode. Sweet. Noah and I had talked about. Awesome. And um, cool. I, I can't wait to promote it out to people. Thank you, man. Appreciate great. That. So if you're interested in learning more about Invest Buffalo Niagara and all the great things they are doing in Buffalo, you can follow them on all social media platforms at InvestBN on Twitter or at Invest Buffalo Niagara on Instagram or check out their website at buffaloniagara.org. Thank you so much, Greg. Yeah, thanks. Really appreciate it.